Welcome to the show. I appreciate you tuning in. You're listening to the very first episode of Vote Your Conscience with Kevin Stola. I created this podcast for one purpose, as you may be able to gather from the title. That is to convince as many people as possible to vote for the leaders that they actually want. I will cover many topics over the episodes to come, but I believe that citizens of America voting for the candidates that they actually want to be our representatives is the number one way we can impact our country. This show is not about anyone's specific views on any one issue, although if you continue to listen, you will learn about mine. It is about putting the power back into the people's hands. In this episode, we're going to cover three main things. What the system is like currently, what we can do about it, and the impact it'll have if Americans take these steps. So first off, I just want to give a little background about what my views are of uh, how voting works in our country currently. So... In America, from other people, what I have heard mostly is that they're not satisfied with the candidates that are presented to them in most of the elections. It looks like people are voting for the lesser of two evils most of the time. What that means is that we're continuously getting evil leaders. Even if they are the lesser of two evils, they are still negative and don't help us uh, personally. So what that means is that if we keep voting that way continuously, our country will slowly keep heading in that direction. Whereas if we voted for the people that we actually wanted and we were able to elect leaders that uh, we believed in and that actually put our needs first instead of just like what most people think, that they're putting their own interests first or the interest of corporations. Um, we can actually lead the country in a direction that we would all like it to go. And that would mean our leaders putting the actual American people first. I used to think that that was actually what people did when they went to vote. Um, especially when I was a kid. It was definitely presented that way, that you would go and vote for someone that you believe in, that you respect, and that will do a great job for our country or our uh, more local governments, the states and the cities that we live in. Uh, that's definitely how it was presented to me in school, and that's how adults talked about it when I was a kid. Uh, as I grew up, I found out that that is not actually the case, and most people are pretty dissatisfied with the options they have for the leadership in this country. I still believed that we were, uh, you know, picking leaders and maybe that people just didn't know what leaders to vote for. But as I got older and people were more frank with me, I started to understand that they're actually voting for a candidate that they don't believe in most of the time because they really don't want the other candidate because they think that that one will lead us into chaos or at least negatively um, affect that person who's voting. Uh, a lot of people are voting for, you know, one-issue candidates or 
you know, they're voting for a certain candidate based on just one uh, political view that they hold. And I also don't really agree with that, but it at least makes some sense that they're so concerned about just whatever that one issue is that they'll choose basically anyone presented to them that holds that view and will either protect their right or try to infringe on the right on whatever issue it is um, because that's the one that they share and it affects them personally most of the time. A lot of other people are on either one side or the other, but of course most people are not on one side or the other as a Republican or a Democrat with views that align with every single view from that party or from most of the politicians that are in that party. They're mostly voting because they're so terrified that the other candidate is going to uh, bring our country to a bad place that they'll basically vote for any other candidate that's presented to them. So currently, we have a system where in our presidential election, specifically, we always get presented with two options. Any of the third-party candidates never get more than about 1% of the vote. And that's kind of what I'm trying to change. So when these candidates are presented to us, they're presented by the two parties that... Um, you know, choose these candidates and then they primary for them. But even in the primaries, most people don't like uh, most of the options there. And then it seems like people still even just vote for the candidates that they think will go along with the party lines. Either way, what I see happening is people constantly voting for candidates that they actually don't want or wouldn't prefer if there was another option or multiple other options. They seem to be either just voting for a specific party that they like or they think won't make things worse. Um, we keep getting all of these candidates and uh, they always say what people want to hear, but as they get elected, they almost never do anything that we actually want or that the constituents that voted for them wanted because obviously anyone who's against the issues that they were speaking about or promoting um, wouldn't want them to accomplish those goals. So I understand that there is a back and forth on these issues in our Congress and uh, with our presidential uh, candidates as well and what they're capable of doing but it seems as if most of them won't even actually try even the electors in our congress when they get elected they won't even vote for the bills the way that they said that they would if our candidates can't even vote the way they said that they would vote for us why would we elect them but that's what seems to keep happening. The same people keep getting elected over and over again from the same parties. And I believe that it's because people are too afraid of what might happen if they get a new candidate or new ideas or someone who is unknown 
because it's easiest to just vote for who you hear about the most. So that's why it's so important for all these candidates to have uh, large fundraisers and massive amounts of money to run their campaigns uh, because name recognition is huge, which I understand if you don't hear about somebody, then you wouldn't be able to vote for them because you wouldn't know that they exist. But for the most part, people do listen to these people and they see them in the debates and they see their speeches and they know that what they're saying isn't true, that they don't believe what they're saying even. And they're always avoiding issues, dodging questions. And uh, those people end up still getting elected for some reason. The main reason being the fear of the unknown if we got a different candidate um, from a third party. And most people currently are so scared of either the Democrat or the Republican Party. I mean, we're living in a extremely divided time, it appears, which I think that it's been more divided in the past than most people actually think. But it is currently, uh, obviously, a very divided time when people are saying that if this person is elected, we lose our democracy. And then the other people are saying, if the other person is elected, we lose our democracy. So when both parties are promoting and presenting this idea, people are living in such fear of voting for the wrong person that they'll just go along with whoever each party puts up there. Now, I don't think that what will lose our democracy is voting for either of those candidates. I think that it's a really long road of choosing the lesser of two evils each time. And if we keep voting for the lesser of two evils, we will eventually be in a really bad place. I don't think that it happens all at once because when massive changes to either take away your freedoms or harm the public, uh, if they happened all at once or very quickly, then people will rise up against that. It's when we slowly lose our power, when we slowly lose our rights, that people don't notice enough. We don't have time to take it out of our daily lives to do something about it until something impacts us in a huge way. So currently, that is what both parties seem to be promoting, the Democrat and the Republican Party, that if you vote for the other side, not even just for the presidential election, but for the gubernatorial elections and for the Senate and House of Representative elections as well, they both seem to be saying about the same thing, which is, if you vote for these people, you will lose your democracy. And... Both people are saying that. Both sides are calling each other authoritarians. And I believe that it's true for some extent that both sides are authoritarian in nature. So the people who are in power in government, they want more power. Uh, that's a natural thing for anyone to want. So they work in the government, so they would want the government to have more power. Even if they were trying to solve problems the tool that they have is the government so 
of course they would want more power there to be able to solve the problems that they want. I don't believe that most of the people who are in Congress um, are actually working towards the best interest of the public. And I think that most of them got there out of fear. The people who voted for them are either scared of the other side or scared of what would happen if a new person got in there and what if things possibly got worse. So that's basically the state um, of our elections currently as I see it, which of course I could always go into more depth about that, but I think that'll be that's enough information to get started on to the next point here, which would be uh, what we can do about this. And I think that the divide that we have can be solved to some extent. Uh, of course, there will always be some division um, in the American people on all of these different issues, but maybe we can at least come together on one thing, which would be shifting the power back to the people from the politicians. So what we can actually do is take the responsibility to vote for the people that we want. Now, if you see a person in the primary or in an actual election that you like, but you know they have no chance of winning, so you vote for the lesser of two evils, you're not taking the personal responsibility of actually choosing the person that you would want. Now, when you see this as just one vote, it doesn't seem like it's a big problem, but over all of the votes throughout the entire country, just for an example, in the last presidential election between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, there was about 150 million votes um, for those candidates. So on that scale, um, you know, if there was other candidates to choose from and people actually voted for someone that they believed in, a lot of those votes would be taken away from those candidates. Um, most for the most part, those candidates are getting votes just based on who people think will win. So if you want the Republicans to win, you vote for Donald Trump. If you want the Democrats to win, you vote for Biden. Even if you thought Ted Cruz, for example, was a better candidate than Trump, or if you thought that Tulsi Gabbard or any of the other Democrats um, were a better choice than Joe Biden, you still, everyone comes together and votes for a candidate that they actually don't like and wouldn't want to be running the country. Um, that's just a presidential election example, but this happens on all levels of our government all the time. So if we could actually just vote for who we wanted, we could really start to get an understanding of what people are looking for in a candidate instead of just continuously going for the same people over and over again. So what I'm saying that we can do about it is take our own personal responsibility and have the courage to vote for uh, the person that you want, even if you know that there is not a chance that they will win. What this could do is 
change other people's minds about the way that we should vote. It could show that there will be a chance in the future, which I believe this will take a very long time for um, the public opinion to change to the point where a third party is not a protest vote. So the main reason currently that people choose to do this and vote for someone that they wouldn't actually want to vote for is because other people tell them that it will never work. So I have had people tell me this for every election that I have had the opportunity to vote in. I'm 32 years old, so I've been able to vote for 14 years. And ever since I voted in the first election, I mean, I'm always voting for someone that um, is not going to win, basically, basically every time. And I don't see that as a negative thing to take my vote and put it actually towards someone that I want, the candidate that I want. Uh, I believe that with more options, we would have much more freedom of choice, actually, rather than just the two options that we're presented with most of the time in these elections. So what we can do is tell our friends and family to vote for whoever they want. That's the point. You know, that's why this podcast is called Vote Your Conscience. Whatever your conscience tells you after reviewing the candidates that are put out either in the primaries or that are all running, you can actually choose who you want and vote for them. You can write them in. You can choose them off of the ballot. But if we actually start getting to the point where we have multiple options, it will only attract more people to do the same. The main thing that takes away from people voting in this way, meaning to vote for who you want, is other people telling them that their vote is either a throwaway or it's a protest vote. And it's become you know, much bigger than just individuals saying that. It's like a societal norm where everyone says it. It's a known fact that if you vote for a third party, you're just throwing away your vote. So when people believe this and it becomes a belief, then it becomes reality. In something like that, our beliefs become a reality. If we can change that belief that we'll never have another party and a third party will never win, and or even more than three parties too for the presidential elections, then that will become the reality. When enough people decide that they're going to vote for who they actually want, we will see the candidates presented to us that people do actually want. Also, I believe, even if we get to the point where a larger percentage of the population is voting for who they want and third party candidates are getting more than 1% of the vote or 2%, 3%, you know, up to 5% of the vote. I believe that the current candidates that are being elected will act differently based on what they're seeing. 
they will see a threat from the American people voting against them and they will start to behave differently because they want to get your votes for the next election and to keep their own party going. So what that could do for us, um, going on to the next point, the impact that that could have on how our country functions would be along those lines where we could start getting politicians that would actually do what we want or at least trying to for the most part. Now, I understand that everyone's on different sides of the issues. So, of course, the politicians can't do everything that you or I want. But we can have get to a point where politicians are trying to do the things that they at least say because those are the people that we vote for. We don't vote for people who have fake beliefs that they lie to us about and then vote against every time they get a chance in Congress. Or presidents that say one thing and then they do another and they don't fulfill, you know, 99% of all their promises that they say. And it's not even that people are against them um, because that does happen too, I understand. But you can see in their actions, a lot of them don't even try to implement the things that they say. So that's what my point is, that we can have a huge impact on the way that these candidates and then elected officials behave based on what the voter base will be doing. When they see that we're pulling away from the two major political parties, the Democrats and the Republicans, and either creating our own separate parties we could get to the point where these, the people who are primarying and they're on the debate stage for the DNC and the, the uh, Republican National Convention as well, instead of them turning over the power at the end and saying that they're dropping out of the race, they can jump over to one of these other parties as well and compete. And if we can be at the point where everyone's not so terrified of our you know government officials getting elected as a certain leader, a certain person being in that position, we can start to have multiple different options. And when we do, those people will start to behave differently. They will see the threat and they'll know that they don't just have the uh, you know opportunity. They're not just guaranteed to become that position one way or the other, the Republican or the Democrat, uh, getting those seats all the time or getting the presidency. So that's what my basic goal is for this podcast, is to just try to convince people to understand that their vote, it does count, and it doesn't count if you don't vote for the person that you want because you're choosing the lesser of two evils and when you do that that's not your own choice you're giving away your power in this country we have the power to vote and this doesn't only apply to americans but i haven't experienced other countries so i don't know if they have the same issue i'm sure some do but i know there's a lot of countries that have more political parties than us. Um, so I can really only speak as an American and 
what I hear from other Americans. But in our country, I know that many, many people are voting this way, and it's out of fear. If we are voting out of fear of our own government officials, then they have too much power. What I would like to see happen is the shifting of power back to the people of the country, away from the government, away from politicians, away from the large corporations that donate all of the money to these people so that they can get their name in front of you so that you vote for them. And when you watch these debates, as I have watched many, most people can tell that what they say is not sincere. Most of the way that they answer questions, I mean, everybody knows and everybody agrees that politicians are sleazy people. That is the, that is the norm in our country. That doesn't have to be that way. There are, you know, 330 million about people in this country. And I just believe that we could have so many more um, options that would be better than these people that we always seem to be putting in place. And I used to think that maybe the elections were rigged and we were getting people that uh, people didn't even want to vote for, but I don't believe that anymore as I've grown up and understood and talked to many other people about who they're voting for, why they're voting for those people, that they actually just are voting for these people that are presented to us whether or not they like them because they think that this party or that party will do at least closely enough to what they want. And then it seems that in every election, uh, those same people who tell me who they voted for are disappointed that their party is not doing what they actually wanted. And they're not fighting for the things that uh, they would like to see. So, this is what I'm saying of what we can do about that. If we take that responsibility and just vote for who we want, they will see the power shift rapidly because they will see that people aren't listening to them anymore. They're not listening to the fear that they're promoting that you have to vote for one or the other of these two people that they've presented to you. So you could see how this could benefit us as, uh, you know, if you're voting for someone not based on how many times you heard their name or how, how far up the Republicans or the Democrats push them to try and get them elected, you'll see that the money that all these corporations are putting into those politicians as well isn't mattering as much, you know. So that also comes along with that personal responsibility I was talking about where if you want to vote for who you want, you need to look into the people that you're voting for. So people really need to get more involved. If you're going to go and vote, then take a look at the candidates and actually read about them. Listen to their debates. See what they're actually doing, what they have done, what their actual voting record is, and then just choose them. Don't even look at what their polls are because that doesn't matter. You just vote for who you want, and then we will see how it turns out. And that is having the courage to, to choose who you want, 
and wait for the result. Do what you believe is right, no matter the outcome. That's what having courage is. It's not courageous to vote for the person that you think will win that might be the lesser of two evils, meaning it'll make our country less bad than the other guy, but still worse than today. So um, for our first episode, that's probably enough for you to get to know um, what the goal is here and what I believe we can do. And it's really just all about that belief. If, uh, you know, the people in America can come together and change our belief that we don't have the choices that we should with our politicians, and these are the leaders of our country, they get to make some of the biggest decisions we have. If we don't get to choose who we actually want based out of fear, then we don't have the power. If we want to get the power back, we have to have the courage to actually pick who we want, no matter what the consequences are. So that will be what my proposal is. And in the next episodes, we will be going over a lot more about this. And we will uh, also be you know, going over specific political issues, specific political races, and we'll keep promoting the same concept of voting your conscience in any elections that you have a chance. But anyway, that's all the time we have today. But remember, your fellow Americans are not your enemy. Most citizens are just like you. In this time of extreme division, let this be your reminder that the people that oppose your views just want what is best for themselves, their family, friends, and community. This is why I believe we must respect each other's opinions. Thanks for listening to this very first episode of my podcast, and remember to always vote your conscience.